Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is October 17th, 2022, and our first story. All the latest polls coming out show a Republican red wave is imminent. It's not a guarantee, but the economy is getting so bad that the polls have flipped rather dramatically, and now Democrats are actually starting to worry. In our next story, Kanye West is buying Parler. Well, all right, go Kanye. And in our last story, calls for a boycott of Ulta after two biological males do a podcast for the company talking about the beauty of girlhood. And many women are, of course, outraged by this, calling it woman face. If you like the show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. It's really important. But more importantly, share the show with your friends. Let them know the show exists. Now, let's get into that first story. We're in the final stretch before the midterms. Early voting has already begun, and there's a lot of good news for Republicans and a lot of bad news for Democrats. We are now learning that in the polls, Republicans are gaining a massive edge. And in aggregate polling, it's really surprising the past several polls across the board show Republicans with a major advantage. Why? It's the economy, stupid. Major news broke last week when Joe Biden tried getting the Saudis to withhold their plans for oil production for one month, just one month. Here's how it breaks down. The Saudis have halted production. If they waited, gas prices would have stayed a little bit lower up until the midterms were over. Now, of course, many Democrats are saying they were trying to help Americans out, but that doesn't seem to make sense. Why wait but a single month? The reality is Joe Biden's desperate. They know the economic news is bad. And they know that when it comes down to it, it's the economy, stupid. So what are we seeing across the board? Major success. Now, in some states like Pennsylvania, you got bad news for Democrats because their candidates just can't cut it. John Fetterman, with all due respect, I do find the guy very personable, but he's got brain damage. And I don't mean that to be mean or disrespectful. The man suffered a stroke and now requires a translation device to transcribe words to text because he cannot process the audio. I'm sorry. But right before an election, this is apocalyptic. To add insult to injury, Joe Biden is coming out to campaign for Fetterman, and this is resulting in memes and mockery. The Democrats are leaning heavily into January 6th and abortion. But these are issues that predominantly run among upper class suburbanite liberals. When it comes to the core issues, Democrats just don't have it. So we're seeing all of the aggregates, major news that it's looking really, really good for Republicans. Now, does this mean Republicans are going to win? No, 
No, and you better believe it. You better get out, get out and vote, register your friends, get your friends to register, talk to your friends, because right now what we're looking at is a Democratic Party that I have no problem saying has lost the plot. And that's why Tulsi Gabbard, of all people, Trump supporters aren't big fans of Tulsi for the most part, but she does have many Trump supporters who are fans. She came out and left the Democratic Party. Why? Because they're obsessed with wokeness and their policies make no sense. And the warmongers have stepped in. Now, of course, I believe uh, this is a bit, some would say opportunistic. She just launched her new show, Tulsi Gabbard podcast. But I think it's an important point to be made. This is an October surprise. Now, a lot of diehard Democrats are, are laughing, saying good riddance to Tulsi. And they're acting like, so what? We all knew that she wasn't a, a Democrat anyway. And I agree with that to a certain extent, right? I criticized a little bit when I said she could have come out in 2020 and had a bigger impact. Maybe we would not be in this war mess. Maybe we wouldn't be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine in case you're wondering why your prices are going up. That's a contributing factor. But I think there's an important point to be made. A whole plethora of October surprises are coming our way, which can have a big impact on the election. We got news. The DOJ wants six months for Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress. October surprise, I guess. But I'll tell you this. I don't think that's good for Democrats. I think it's bad for Democrats. It shows the DOJ has been weaponized. You have Nancy Pelosi on video saying this is the moment I've been waiting for for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. What do you mean you were waiting for this? You knew it was a possibility. You were waiting for it to happen. Why didn't you do anything to secure the grounds or warn anybody? These things are bad. And then with Tulsi Gabbard, there are a lot of regular people middle of the road people who don't want to vote Republican, who are now going to see her and take lead. It may not be the biggest movement, but it is still good. Across the board, we are seeing the polling improve dramatically for Republicans. So get ready, my friends. We may see a red wave. But I got to tell you, I still think Democrats can take this one. Despite it defying historical trends, best be warned. Before we get started, head over to Scott Pressler's Twitter account. Normally, I'd shout out TimCast.com and I will, but I want to give a shout out to Scott Pressler, who says he's dealing with a blood disease. His hemoglobin is very low. He's been in the hospital. And I'm, I'm hoping this, uh, uh, Scott, I'm hoping uh, you, you, you pull through and everything will be okay. It sounds relatively serious, but this is a man who has worked harder than anybody else to register new voters and help clean up the streets of many of these, these cities that have been ignored for a long time. I think, Scott, Scott I think you're a really, really good dude, and I, I wish for you the best. And uh, I hope more people uh, know about this and send you well wishes. And through, uh, um, through willpower that you pull through this one and get better, because uh, we definitely need more people like you, man. So again, Scott Pressler uh, posted a video. He's currently been, he's been in the hospital for some days. I hope you I hope you get through this, man. I hope everything's going to be OK. That being said, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, support our work and the awesome work of our journalists, because I got to give a shout out to Elad Eliyahu on the ground asking people about John Fetterman. And this is enlightening. As we talk about the polls, you need to take a look at this video we have posted today by Elad at TimCast.com on the ground at a rally asking people about Fetterman and his record. Some dude gets up in his face and tells him to F off and get out of here. Why? Because Fetterman ain't actually all that good. In a viral story, he apparently chased an innocent black man down the street wielding a gun. He was Fetterman. Fetterman had a gun. He chased an innocent guy just jogging. Elad asks people about it. They don't take kindly to these questions. And that's the kind of ground reporting we need. So if you want to support the work of our journalists, go to TimCast.com and become a member. Let's jump to the polls. 
and make some predictions. Who knows where we'll go? The New York Times says Republicans gain edge as voters worry about economy. Times Siena poll finds. Republicans enter the final weeks of the contest for control of Congress with an arrow but distinctive advantage as the economy and inflation have surged as its dominant concerns, giving the party momentum to take back power from Democrats in next month's midterm elections. A New York Times Siena College poll has found. Now, that's good news for Republicans. There's a lot of factors at play, but I don't, I don't care for just one single poll. I think the aggregate says more. But here's the biggest part. Let me read. The poll shows that 49% of likely voters <clears throat> said they planned to vote for a Republican to represent them in Congress on November 8th, compared with 45% who planned to vote for a Democrat. The result represents an improvement for Republicans since September, when Democrats held a one-point edge among likely voters in the last Times Siena poll. They say, with inflation unrelenting and the stock market steadily on the decline, the share of likely voters who said economic concerns were the most important issues facing America has leaped since July to 44% from 36%, a far higher than any other issue. And voters most concerned with the economy favored Republicans overwhelmingly by more than a two to one margin. Now, here is the final hammer. This is likely voters, not swing voters. Let me make that clear for all of you. In their poll, they say, based on a New York Times Siena College poll of 792 likely voters nationwide. What does that mean? It means it's going to oversample urban liberals. That's right. A national poll will have a whole bunch of, uh, not just liberals, but also we don't need to poll deep red and deep blue districts. What we need to poll are swing districts. In purple districts, how are things heading? Where are things heading? Take a look at this. This is what I find fascinating. In this poll, they say, which party's candidate are you more likely to vote for? And it's 49 Republican to 45 Democrat nationally. So what do you think that means? With polls skewing already, it spells bad news for Democrats. Now, take a look at this. Women are, are even, 47 to 47. Men are 50 to 45. What's fascinating is that 18 to 29 year olds favor Democrats, 30 to 44 year olds, Democrats, 45 to 64, it's nearly two to one Republican and 65 and older is even. That's surprising because this means that what the 45 to 64 year old generation is larger and has a bigger and more pronounced impact on the on the total number than all other demographics. Because look, 18 to 29 is very heavily Democrat, 30 to 44 heavily Democrat and 65 and older is even. But 45 to 64. All right, I guess the, the 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 Gen Xers and the younger boomers are saving things. You got older boomers over 65. That's true. Among white voters at 55 to 40, Hispanic is 34 to 60 and black is 18 to 78. That is apocalyptic. Black voters breaking this far for Republicans is huge and good news for Republicans. But as I stated, it is but one poll, my friends. I bring you now to real clear politics, generic congressional vote. This is where things get a little bit bigger. Here we can see in all uh, in most of the recent polls, Republicans are heavily favored, giving Republicans an aggregate of 1.8% above Democrats. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. 
Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So here we go. New York Times, Siena, plus four. Fox News, plus three. Trafalgar, plus five. CBS, plus two. Harvard, plus six. Rasmussen, plus seven. Economist YouGov, plus two. Politico Morning Consult, plus four. Federalist Susquehanna, as a tie and insider advantage, plus three. The reason I was reading all of those out for you is because now I want to show you 538. And the big difference, 538 says, do voters want Republicans or Democrats? An updating estimate of the generic congressional ballot. 0.8% lead for Democrats. Now, how does that make sense? How does Real Clear, pol- uh, Real, Real, Real Clear Politics show a bigger lead? 1.8. But this from 538 shows Democrats with a 0.8 lead. I'll tell you the difference. When you take a look at the aggregates used by 538, you can see that they actually have older polls included and they have multiples of the same organization. That I found particularly interesting. We can see that YouGov is listed three times. Now, it may be the case real quick. I want to make sure. Okay, so you can see Economist and YouGov is listed here. But what, what else do they have that's YouGov? They have CBS News, which is claims to be YouGov. And then you can see the CBS here. So it looks like Real Clear Politics also does have some repeats. But I think the important factor is it appears that, no, actually, I can't tell you. It looks like they just use, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, they use multiples. They have two polls here skewing this. They have YouGov the Economist and YouGov the Economist listed twice. They have Siena uh, New York Times Upshot listed twice with two different numbers. So I don't, okay, I'll just say, maybe I don't get how they do their polls. But we can see here at the top. October 12th to 14th, Republican, 12th to 13th, even, 9 to 13th, Republican. You go down and you have 10th to the 11th. The 11th seems to be the cap. So it seems older polls tend to favor Democrats. Newer ones are favoring Republicans. At the very least, that seems to be where we are. Here's where it gets big. And there's more, more big. I should say more big because I said it was already getting big. Now we got more information here. Take a look at this. From 270 to win, we can see the current Senate battleground tracker. And it looks like we've got two toss-up races, and in Pennsylvania, one tilt Democrat. I actually think this means we might see 52 uh, Senate seats for the Republican Party. And the reason is, and, and maybe even more, I mean, you look at Arizona, and you look at New Hampshire, and it says leans Democrat. This could be, it could be skewed. We know there's like a seven-point swing favoring Democrats in many of these polls. And if that's the case, It may be that in Arizona, you actually end up with Republicans, the same for New Hampshire. And then when that happens, it's looking like Republicans will take the Senate. 52 seats, perhaps, but let's do this. We'll pull up the House interactive map here, and I'll show you the exact same thing. Right now, it's looking like Republicans are favored to have 216 to Democrats, 206, but there's 13 toss-ups. Seven are tilting Democrats. 
We already saw in South Texas and in Florida, historic blue districts flip Republican. If that happens again, as the polling may predict, or I should say the pundits might predict, we're looking at what? Republicans taking 230? Who knows how many? I don't know. It's hard to predict this stuff because things are just so weird. But we've got 13 toss-ups. That's interesting. To me, toss-up means lean Republican. Here we are, baby. CNN.com. Political mood tilts in Republicans' favor with economy and inflation top of mind. Oh, I love it. Top of mind. Three weeks from midterms. Well, that's it. It's the economy, stupid. Economy and inflation are the dominant issues three weeks out from the midterm congressional elections, challenging Democrats' chances of maintaining control of Congress, according to a string of new polls released in the last few days. I would like to add, my friends, I have some insider knowledge, some sources talking about what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, I can't say too much, but it sounds like some top Democrats are expecting not to be in office. That's the most I can say to respect to my sources. CNN goes on to mention C- C- uh, CBS and YouGov data all showing basically the same thing. They say that Democrats had been trying to use uh, Roe v. Wade. They say for the, uh, the nation's overall political mood, Democrats had been somewhat more favorable. The news uh, had been favorable for Democrats following the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade. But as we know now, it ain't it. Interactive poll says Harvard Harris poll, most important issues, inflation, 37, economy, 29, immigration, 23, crime and drugs, 18, abortion, 17. January 6 is the most important issue to 7% of registered voters. The generic ballot among likely voters, according to Harvard Harris, is plus six. There it is, my friends. Abortion, 17%. Well, they say women's rights here in this list, so I don't know. I'm assuming that means abortion. Actually, I wonder if women's rights mean something else. I don't know. But there it is, my friends. Price increases in inflation is the dominant issue. I'm seeing friends post this stuff, man, being like, why is milk so expensive? Why can't I buy bread and eggs? Get some chickens, yo. They make eggs for you. They eat the bugs, poop out the eggs, right out the butt. But it's getting expensive, man, and people can feel it. And when they can feel it, they vote against it. So here it is from Axios. Democrats' blue state headaches. House Republicans are increasingly confident they can make unexpected inroads into some solidly Democratic congressional districts, including in some of the bluest states in the country, California, Connecticut, New York, Oregon, and Rhode Island. Following the money is as important as following the limited congressional polling. Republicans are now pouring over $25 million into some of the bluest political battlegrounds on the map. A fresh sign that the political winds favor the GOP down the home stretch. The Congressional Leadership Fund, aligned with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, has spent or reserved over $23 million on ads in eight Democratic-held districts that President Biden carried by double-digit margins. Arizona, California, uh, California 13, 47, 49, Connecticut 5. This is crazy. The NRCC is also spending $2.2 million on coordinated or hybrid ad buys with their nominees in five more Democratic-held districts that Biden carried by double digits. Republicans are bullish. They can win the Oregon governor's race for the first time since 1982. What? Boosted by an intra-Democratic feud, Democrats are playing furious defense in three Biden-friendly House battlegrounds in Oregon as well. Perhaps when a roving band of psychopaths sets fire to multiple buildings, people say, please stop. And then you, the Democrats, go, no. They say, fine, I'll vote in someone else. Bravo to all those in Oregon who stuck it out and didn't leave to stay and vote. Surprise me. 
Prove me wrong, man. I, I've been telling people to get out of cities. But if you stick around in here and you win these districts, maybe we can see some real change. So let's talk about let's talk about the specifics here. U.S. inflation rate is actually 16.4 percent, economist says. Shadow Stats founder says federal officials manipulated the calculation in the 80s to make inflation appear more favorable to politicians. You may have seen this one quite a bit. Goes around from time to time. I think it's fair to say there is just different metrics. If you follow the metrics based on 1980, inflation is higher than it's been since what? World War II? Now, of course, the official inflation numbers are not this. I want to point that out. The official inflation inflation numbers shows it's like 8.2. If you go based on 1980, and it's changed time and time again, and, and okay, maybe there's an argument for that. It is much higher. Here's the reality. This is what people feel. I call this like economic wind chill. They say the temperature is actually minus 10, but with wind chill, it's minus 30. For those of you in Chicago, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It can be 10 degrees outside, but the wind hits you hard and it chills you. And so it feels a lot colder. This is what people are feeling. They're feeling the economy hitting them in the face. And you know what? It ain't helping that Democrats are just bad candidates. Here we go. White House punts on question about Fetterman's health before Biden visit. The White House declined to answer questions about Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's health Friday, saying only that President Joe Biden was looking forward to appearing next week with the Democratic nominee for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Now, this story, of course, is from October 14th, so we should be seeing that soon. Fetterman faced new questions about his medical condition after a media interview showed him using a computer to answer reporters' questions. The reporter later said that she was unsure Fetterman could understand her when they talked beforehand. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters that Fetterman, who is recovering from a stroke, is someone that Biden truly respects and they have a relationship. Uh-huh. Fine with that. Can he do the job? Biden is scheduled to appear with Fetterman on Thursday. The two campaigned together on Labor Day last month. But the president's campaign schedule has included few stops in swing states. With the most competitive Senate races, Republicans only need a net gain of one seat to retake the current 50-50 chamber, which is under Democratic control due solely to Vice President Kamala Harris's tie-breaking vote. Jean-Pierre took questions about Fetterman while the president was flying from California to Oregon. Both are reliably blue states, though they each featured some at-risk Democratic candidates this year. This is very interesting. But uh, Biden going to California and Oregon is shocking. He shouldn't need to. They're deep blue, right? That's how bad it is. Democrats are defending their own territory because they've done so miserably. Red wave, baby. We'll see. Biden often mentions his Pennsylvania connections as a Scranton native, no matter where he is speaking. Some have decried the reporting on Fetterman's medical condition as discriminatory against the disabled, comparing it to disqualifying from the Senate people who rely on wheelchairs or even eyeglasses. But the Fetterman camp has been criticized for a lack of transparency about his health since he suffered a stroke. Let me just pause you right there, my friends, and say, there's a difference, okay? If you need to hire someone to lift boulders, but someone has no arms, what do you do, man? How do you, how do you deal with this? Look, all due respect, people should be allowed to get jobs and there should be opportunities, but some, some jobs require a function. When it comes to Hollywood casting, you're allowed to ask for a certain race because the casting requires a person for that role. Fetterman. He wants to be in the Senate, but he can't understand words spoken, only words read. I think that means he can't do the job. If he's going to be in an active debate with someone on the floor and he can't understand what they're saying, I think we've got a serious problem. Now, to be fair, 
They've got computers that can assist, but these computers are not perfect. If you could say something like, I was talking to my sister Joanne, and she said this. The computer might actually translate it to, I was talking to Mr. Joanne. Let's say you've got someone named uh, 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 Pat or, or you know, uh, how, what's, a, what's a, a Mallory. can be a last name. It can be a first name for men or women. Here's an example. And you can say, I was talking to my sister Mallory, and she said X. And the machine says, I was talking to Mr. Mallory. You see, I know it's kind of like a weird example, but my point is there are limitations here. Look, glasses allow you to see. Hearing aids allow you to hear. And if your brain can understand it, you can answer the question with those tools. But it may be too early for this kind of transcription, you know, uh, apps to get to get done, to, to get it right. More importantly, where I, I think it's not. I don't know how to say it, man. I'll just put it this way. People are going to look at that and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I find it disqualifying. Whether we can adapt to these things or not. In the future, I suppose, as long as technology can provide information, then you can act upon that information. My question is, if Fetterman is unwilling to release his medical records, is the issue at hand worse than just being unable to understand words spoken to him? If he can't understand them when they're spoken, why should we assume he can understand them when he's reading them? And that is the big issue that I don't have answers for. I really don't. Now, aside from that, we've got this video clip. Senate hopeful John Fetterman hosts rally in Pennsylvania. Alad Eliyahu goes on the ground to a Fetterman rally. And this guy actually gets in his face. We can see right here, this dude's yelling at him because Fetterman chased an innocent black jogger down the street with a shotgun. Let me, let me, let me tell you the story. The story is that Fetterman heard gunshots, grabbed, I believe it was a shotgun. If that's what they, I think that's, well, it's in the video. And then went outside, saw an innocent black man jogging and chased after him. Now, I think Fetterman's well within his rights to have a weapon and defend himself. But it was really funny. Someone claimed to me, don't you defend the Second Amendment, Tim? You criticizing John Fetterman is, 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 is hypocritical. Bro, just because you have a right to keep and bear arms doesn't mean I think you have a right to chase innocent people with them. But he thought it was crime being committed. It was a felony. I get all that. I get all that. And fine. Pinning the guy down, searching him and all that stuff. If you engage in citizen's arrest and you're wrong, you can be sued and you can make mistakes and you should be held accountable for those mistakes. Hearing gunshots does not mean you are at risk. So there's questions here outside of, look, if you're standing there and you see someone pull a gun and start shooting, then I think you have a, a you have an op, like a, an obligation or responsibility to try and protect people, depending on what the person's shooting at. You have a right to use weapons and you got to be careful because what if the person shooting is actually shooting defensively, like trying to stop a bad person who's killing someone or something like that. You got to be careful, man. But the question here is about hypocrisy among the left. If they want to claim that, you know, people, uh, black people are, 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 are often innocent and targeted in this way, Zimmerman comes to mind. Why would they defend this? Right. George Zimmerman, they edited the audio to make it seem like he was saying he thought Trayvon Martin was suspicious because he was black, but they edited the audio. The dispatcher asked him, what is the race of the individual? NBC edited the audio to make him say he looks suspicious. I think he's black. When in reality, he said he looks suspicious. Dispatcher said, what's he wearing? He's wearing a hoodie. What was his complexion? I think he's black. They edited it. A manipulation. So in that case, the left was outraged. What about Fetterman? He did the same thing, chasing an innocent dude. We're lucky the dude is not hurt. It's not hurt. Hypocrisy. This stuff people can see, man. 
and they can see stuff like this. DOJ recommends six-month jail term for Bannon. A jury found Bannon guilty in July on two misdemeanor counts of contempt of Congress. Contempt of Congress, a misdemeanor, they don't go to jail for six months? That's crazy. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now regular people are starting to see the DOJ has been weaponized by the Biden administration. They are psychotic. It's nuts. Fine, Bannon, contempt of Congress. I get it. 30 days. How about this? It's a contempt of Congress. It's the house arrest. They want him to go to jail. Politico says six months in jail and $200,000. Prosecutor said Bannon, from the moment he received the select committee subpoena in September 2021, has pursued a bad faith strategy of defiance and contempt. A jury found Bannon guilty in July on two misdemeanor counts of contempt of Congress for refusing to testify and provide documents to the select committee. Bannon is due to be sentenced by the U.S. District Court Judge Carl Nichols on Friday. The panel had demanded testimony from Bannon about his efforts to help Trump subvert the 2020 election and his knowledge of, of efforts. Bannon was also part of a team of Trump allies who gathered at the Willard Hotel on January 6 and helped direct Trump's last ditch strategy to disrupt the transfer of power. They, they say all of that as, as if it's a statement of fact. Statement of fact. It's all political posturing. It's all pandering, and it's all one big October surprise. Here's what I think. A video was released of Nancy Pelosi saying, this is the moment I've been waiting for, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds and then threatening Trump. They thought that would help them. Maybe the reason why polls are shifting is because of things like this. You want me to believe that January 6th was an affront to this country, that we were caught off guard and Trump tried to stage a coup. But there's video of Nancy Pelosi saying she was waiting for this moment. Are you, are you serious? Why didn't she do anything about it? Why didn't she have the National Guard ready? What do you mean she was waiting for it? That implies she wanted it to happen. This is the moment I've been waiting for. I think that backfires on them. And that was her daughter who filmed it. Steve Bannon getting six months in jail for contempt of Congress. Are they dropping this because they want the narrative to be that Trump's inner circle is going to prison, going to jail for a long time? That may work on the leftist weirdos and the liberal diehards, but regular people are going to be like, for what? This is crazy. Nobody even cares about this. It's weaponization, man. Serious weaponization. Biden is hammering your 401k. This is what it really comes down to. Soaring inflation has wiped out $2.1 trillion, an average of 25% of American workers' retirement savings. And there it is. I noticed it. I don't have a very big stock portfolio or anything like that. I got some stocks, mostly bought a bunch of rumble, to be honest, recently. But in the past two years, I have seen my my stock portfolio drop by like 30 some odd percent. Again, not a lot, not not nearly as much as most people, probably. But uh, I, I lost more than the average. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just I, I've, I've invested in things that I think are interesting and they did bad. The one, th- the one that I had that did really well, surprisingly, is the graphene company. 
No, for real. I invested in a company that produces graphene. It's doing well. I'm like up 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. Everything else is down. Maybe Ian is onto something. If you guys don't watch Timcast IRL, you should. Uh, co-host Ian is always talking about graphene. I do think it's funny when people are like, your show's the best, but man, you know, Luke and Ian, they love him or hate him. And I'm like, that's what makes the show eclectic, I guess. I'm not interested in doing a show that's just me. Like, I've got a show. You know, if you, I'll, I'll tell everybody this on IRL. Hey, if you don't like the show, just listen to me ramble for an hour and a half over at Tim Pool Daily Show on iTunes and Spotify. But uh, Graphene's doing well. Back to the point at hand. Look, if you're a regular person, you're in your 30s and you're finally starting to save, you're probably pissed off. A few years ago, we saw data showing that 30-year-olds finally had a net positive net worth of like 100 bucks. Oof. Millennials were entering the market with a negative net worth. And by the time they were 30, they finally had some money to their name. Isn't that amazing? Because of debt. Now you're in your mid 30s. I'm 36. You're finally starting to save as the average American. And Biden is wiping out what little you had. Boy, they really want you to own nothing. And they expect you to be happy. Well, you know what? People aren't happy. And they're voting against it. There's a better way. There's absolutely a better way. And it's not with the Democrats. Joe Biden's hurting his own party, and we can all see it. Take a look at this. Biden hit by shock new poll. Just 33% of voters would reelect him if the 2024 election was today. Most Americans say they're worse off than in 2020, with the midterms less than a month away. And that is, my friends, the hard kick in the balls for Democrats. I remember in 2018, I was like, I think Republicans are going to do really well. Democrats swept in. You know what? I was wrong. Boy, was I naive for a variety of reasons. But one, Trump supporters didn't show up. Trump supporters did not come out in the numbers needed to help Trump win. And they should have, but they didn't. They didn't want to vote for the establishment. They voted for Trump, but Trump needed them. And when the Democrats got in, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Historically, the rival political party to the president wins in the first in the first term midterms. And that's what we're seeing right now. It's likely that all of this negative attention on Biden is going to reflect on a low enthusiasm for Democrats. So what does that mean? Trump's not running. They're trying to make it seem like he is, but even Trump campaigning didn't work. Trump campaign saying, you got to vote. Vote Republicans, otherwise they'll impeach me. It didn't work. So when they come out, they say, MAGA Republicans are here. No Trump, no, no vote. Without Trump, people aren't going to come out. Not to mention, many of them will come out because their 401ks got hit. Because their savings are being decimated because inflation is through the roof and they can't afford gas. So I take a look at these polls and what do I see? Well, historically, it favors the rival political party. So that should happen. But be warned, my friends. Democrats can pull it out. In 2018, we had a lot of signs that Republicans are going to do really, really well. And they didn't. And it was like, what was it, like 31 moderate districts, like a bunch of Trump districts swung for the Democrats. Let's see how it plays out, because all of this good news could be lulling you into a false sense of security. So coming out and saying Republicans got it and a red wave is guaranteed is wrong. Polls are really good right now. Fetterman's looking bad and he's in the tilt Democrat state. It could actually end up going Republican. Surprise, surprise, Dr. Oz could actually win this one. That's surprising to me. They had a chance for Kathy Barnett, but hey, maybe Fetterman's health will play a, play, play a role in this. The polls tend to skew about seven points in favor of Democrats. And if that's the case, we are looking at an apocalyptically bad midterm for the Democrats. It's going to be interesting, my friends. We'll see how it plays out. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at YouTube.com slash Thanks for hanging out.
and I'll see you all then. So uh, I wake up this morning and I'm flipping through Twitter and then I see Kanye West agrees to buy conservative social media platform Parler, company says. And I just went, huh? What's going on already? Kanye West buying Parler? Okay, fine, I guess. Maybe he should have gone gone in with Elon Musk on buying Twitter or something, but uh, sure, okay. Kanye West got censored recently from Twitter and Instagram, and it's because they said he posted, like, uh, anti-Semitic comments, and he did post some dumb stuff. We'll we'll talk about it, but it's just, Parler? Well, all right. I mean, look, Parler was huge. Parler was about to take over. I genuinely believe that Parler was on the cusp of displacing Twitter. And then the big tech companies all colluded to shut it down. I will also add, you know, Kanye West is famous. He's dangerously famous. You know, John Lennon level of famous. He's a billionaire. He's got resources. He's got, he's got a political ideology. He's going to buy this platform. I'll tell you what you might see. Maybe. I don't know. Kanye's got fans. When Kanye said he wanted to run for president, a bunch of people were like, I'm down. I'll vote for Kanye. And I mean like his diehard fans. And people are like, are you dumb? Kanye West doesn't know anything about politics or whatever. But his fans don't care. People look up to the man. He's a billionaire. And they like his music. Now, this whole thing, I guess, is just weird based on the comments that he said. And then, you know, he says, look, I think you got some bad news for Republicans a little bit in this. Probably not too much. But you got to understand, we're in the October surprise season. And I'm just like, my whole feed is littered with October surprises. And it's just so dumb. Like, they want six months in jail for Steve Bannon. And Roger Stone was supporting Trump's impeachment. I'm like, there's just all this crazy stuff coming out. And I'm just like, whatever, man. But here's why I bring that up. Kanye West said, quote, In a world where conservative opinions are considered to be controversial, We have to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves, said West, who now goes by ye in a statement released by Parler. Here's why that's important. Right now, what the media is doing is they're conflating what Kanye West said about Jewish people and going death con three on Jewish people with conservative opinions. You see how that works? Meanwhile, conservatives are roasting Kanye for anti-Semitic comments. But let's talk about it. CNBC reports Kanye West, the superstar rapper who has made several inflammatory and anti-Semitic comments in recent weeks, has agreed to buy conservative social media platform Parler, the app's parent company said in a statement. The move comes after Yee was locked out of his Twitter account and Instagram for making anti-Semitic remarks. Remarks. I also want to pause and just make sure I get in there that he's George Floyd's family is also threatening to sue him, but you can't defame the dead. So we'll get into that, too. Anyway, they go on. In one post, Yee played a long-standing anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that fellow rapper Sean Diddy Combs is being controlled by Jewish people. Okay, I just want to hold on there. Is that a conspiracy theory? Like, there's a conspiracy theory that Puff Daddy is, like, under the control of Jewish people? That's awfully specific. It's, it's absurd, but anyway. Mean, uh, I say, uh, meanwhile, His account was restricted after he said he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people, which is just nuts. And there's a lot of people defending him, too. A rep for Yee didn't immediately respond to request for comment. Yee's net worth is reportedly $2 billion. Much of his fortune fortune comes from his Yeezy sneakers brand and partnerships with Gap and Adidas. However, Yee severed business ties with Gap recently 
And Adidas said it's also reviewing its business relationship with him. JP Morgan Chase also cut ties with the rapper. He pointed out he had $140 million with JP Morgan Chase, and they said, get out. So just being rich doesn't cut it. You got to toe the line. Now, I want to I I make a point about his comments on Jewish people. You got to understand a couple things. This is, where the, this is where people get into crazy conspiracies. For one, there's this meme image showing a whole bunch of news anchors. And then it puts a Star of David next to their names. And it's like, strange how all of these people in media are Jewish. And like half the people aren't even Jewish. I, it's so stupid. Stop falling for this stuff. They had a Jewish star on Brian Stelter. The dude is not Jewish. The dude's like Episcopalian or something. But they just take these people, these pictures, they put it there and they claim it's true and people fall for it. I got to tell you, I think you want to know what the real conspiracy is? The conspiracy is to convince Kanye of this stupid garbage that he says dumb things and gets ostracized. Now, is it possible that Puff Daddy is being controlled by Jewish people? Okay, let's break that down and see how people fall for this kind of stuff. Puff Daddy may have business associates like He might do a deal with a distributor and the distributor, the president of the company might be Jewish. And then what happens is the conspiracy theorists are like the dude who runs, you know, X distribution company that works with Kanye. He's Jewish. And then it's just like you get these comments and people think there's a cabal of Jewish people doing these things. It's just so stupid. This idea is the same thing as white privilege. That's why I can't stand it, bro. If there are. Jewish people who happen to be more in one industry than another, that doesn't mean anything to me literally at all. It's the same idea as as white privilege. And this is what I was saying to people back uh, like 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago. They'd be like, I I, I was at, um, where was I? I think I was at some some, uh, event. It was like the uh, uh, Berkeley protests. And there were alt-right people there and there were, you know, anti-Semitic individuals. And they were saying this stuff about media being controlled by Jewish people. And I'm like, bro, Shane Smith, the CEO of Vice, is a white Irish gutter, like gutter bro from Montreal. He's not Jewish and he's a billionaire based off of creating Vice. And Vice is one of these woke outlets that y'all can't stand and is expanding. And they're like, yeah, but look who's investing. And I'm like, look who's investing. He controls 90 percent of the board. It's him, dude. It's him. It's the white Irish guy you should be mad at. Stop taking immutable characteristics of a person to condemn the ideology or actions of of the individual. It ain't solving anything. And that's what I think. That's if, if I had to say anything, that'd be the real conspiracy. I don't think there's a conspiracy. I think there are conspiracies. And I think sometimes people work with each other towards nefarious ends. Obviously, when when three guys, I just watched a video of three guys breaking into a jewelry store like they conspired to do it. It happens. But it's just here's 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 what I'll tell you, man. Kanye West for some reason, hyper focuses on the fact that some dude who works with Puff Daddy or a couple of them happen to be Jewish. And it's like, do you notice the ethnicity of anybody else working with Puff Daddy? Are we going to say like, you know, Kanye West is rich and black and he's got influence. So when Kanye West's people go and convince someone to like join parlor, are we going to say hey, he's being controlled by black people? I just, that's why I can't stand this stuff. Even if it's the case, it has nothing to do like even if there was a group of people doing whatever, whatever race you want to point the finger at, be it white, black, Jewish, Latino or whatever, or Asian, whatever the case is, you need to focus on the ideology. That, that's where you break through. Look, I just I get really annoyed when people blame an identity for an ideology. It's like these white people are doing this. And I'm like, shut up, dude. If you got a problem with capitalism, call it capitalism. Fine, whatever. But they just 
you know, pick your conspiracy theory group. Anyway, let's read. Parler is one of several right-wing friendly platforms that emerged in the Trump era, this we know. Parler was swept up in controversy last year over the role it played in January 6. Except, the funny thing is, they say, they say that led to a slew of tech companies, including Google, Amazon, to blacklist the service, rendering its website and app inaccessible. It's funny, 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 because Facebook played a bigger role in January 6. More of the January 6 defendants used Facebook than, than Parler. Yet big tech companies all colluded to nuke Parler. That's the scam. That's it right there. You want to talk about conspiracy? Big tech platforms working together in full view of the public. And this, I tell you, if Kanye West came out and said these big tech platforms are simultaneously banning people, clearly colluding with each other, you'd be like, yeah, that's plainly visible. Instead, he comes out and starts talking about Jewish people. And it's like, come on, man. This, this black, and then, you know, he said stuff in the past, like recently the recent past, where he was saying that he's like a true Jew. And I'm like, and now he's pushing black Hebrew Israelite stuff, bro. I can respect Kanye wanting free speech. I can respect, you know, needing free speech for everybody, no matter how bad their opinion opinions are. But chill out, man. Here we go. Quote, he is making a groundbreaking move into the free speech media space and will never have to fear being removed from social media again. Farmer said once again, he proves that he is one step ahead of the legacy media narrative. Parliament will be honored to help him achieve his goals. So Parliament Technologies, I guess. So look, you know, Elon Musk is going to take Twitter. It's probably going to happen. Kanye West, he's buying Parler. Kanye West buying Parler is big. I think he's going to attract a lot of regular people to the platform. So that that matters. It really, really does. But let's jump over to this story because this is it's just Kanye West and his, you know, whatever Kanye. Here we go. George Floyd's family threatened to sue Kanye West for saying he died of fentanyl overdose during podcast, where the rapper also implied Kris Jenner, 66, had sex with Drake, 35. Yo, man, Kanye, higher security. I mean it. I mean it. And, and, and I mean it because you're talking about a lot of very powerful people who are going to get angrier and angrier at you. And you've got people in government and you've got celebrities, you've got billionaires. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries to make a move on Kanye West. Powerful people do not like this stuff coming out. Look, it's it's insane to me that people think assassinations like are conspiracy theories. You know what I mean, bro? We have stories all the time about like a wife hired a hitman on her husband or a husband hired a hitman on her wife. You'd think that a billionaire or the government wouldn't be like, hey, this guy's jamming us up. If a if a woman, if a man would be like, my wife is annoying me and then hire a hitman. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the government would do it for a lot less. Or more. I'm pretty sure they do it when you got Kanye West coming out and, and, and coming after the system this way. Here's what's funny, though. They threatened to sue Kanye West for saying George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Elijah Schaefer tweeted, this is the Alex Jones effect. Alex Jones lost the defamation uh, case. Well, it was, it was a default judgment against him. They said no matter what he sent, they say he wasn't sending the, the full details. So he was he was in discovery. He was supposed to give up records. And they kept saying he wasn't giving the records. Jones kept saying he was. And so they issued a default judgment against him. Not even a trial. Now, Jones might win on appeal because of that. Here's a funny thing. You cannot defame a dead person. It's not possible. Imagine coming out and being like, you know, uh, George Washington kicked dogs. Who's going to sue the estate of George Washington's descendants? So I looked it up. And I don't, I don't know. This is just a law, lawfare web, a law, law website, sorry. Minklaw.com says, can you defame and slander a dead person? 
Under common law and according to the definition of defamation, deceased individuals cannot be defamed. Defamation is defined as an act or statement that damages one's reputation. The dead do not have reputations to damage. The memory of a deceased person can be damaged, but this is not addressed under the tort of defamation. Survivors or descendants of the dead have no legal claim on behalf of a deceased relative's good name, nor can they collect on behalf of their own interests relative to that person's reputation. Likewise, the estate of a deceased person cannot be liable for the defamation of the dead. Survivors, relatives, and, 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 and friends of the deceased may, however, have a cause of accusation if the def- defamation reflects on their own reputations, and they have, in fact, been defamed by, them, by, the, by these statements. So here's the argument, I guess. Kanye West, he's talking about uh, Candace Owens' documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM. I'll, I'll, I'll just point out, the George Floyd case was the worst possible thing for Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter with support was on the rise. George Floyd died. Its support skyrocketed the highest it's ever been. And then they rioted. And now Black Lives Matter support is lower than where it was a couple of years ago. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But so Kanye West comes out and he says that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. Well, everybody, anybody who's seen the story knows that that George Floyd had lethal levels of he, he was like he was chewing on a speedball. Right. It was meth. And what was it? It was it was meth and fentanyl. I think that's what it was. He was chewing on it. They found his spit on it or something, something like that. I could be wrong about that. But they found in his system like THC, meth, fentanyl, and um, something else, some other derivative of fentanyl, I guess, something like that. I don't know. And so people were like, that was a lethal dose. It probably killed him. That's Kanye West's opinion based on the facts. And they, they're, they're saying they, they're threatening to sue him. They can't. They can't sue him for defaming George Floyd. Ah, but here's where they play the game. They're going to argue most likely that because they do work on behalf of like George Floyd's foundation or because they created a foundation or because their work revolves around fighting against police brutality, they'll argue that they are being defamed because then what Kanye is doing is Kanye is claiming they are lying about what they're fundraising for. You see, you see how the game they'll, they'll try and play. I don't think it'll work, you know, uh, but, but, you know, we're in the Alex Jones era where the courts will probably just say, how dare you, Kanye West, besmirch the good name of George Floyd? Default judgment against you. Because that's what they did to Alex Jones. There was no trial as to whether or not he defamed these individuals. It was default judgment. George Floyd's family is considering suing Kanye West if the rapper claimed Floyd was killed by a fentanyl overdose instead of police brutality. The potential lawsuit was announced on Sunday in a tweet by civil rights activist and attorney Lee Merritt, who said West's comments about Floyd's cause of death undermined his family. You see the game they're playing. They're saying the family does work. They raise money. And by stating this, it causes damage to the reputation of their organization. He conceded that it is impossible to defame the dead, but hinted that the Floyds were still considering action against West over the slur against George, who was murdered by Minneapolis cop Derek Chauvin in May 2020. What they're arguing is, here we go, here we go, quote, claiming Floyd died from fentanyl, not the brutality established criminally and civilly, undermines and diminishes the Floyd family's fight. 
West made the wild claim during an appearance on Revolt TV's Drink Champs podcast and would later in the episode imply Chris Jenner, 66, had sex with Drake, 33, and say Jewish media censored an interview of this. I don't think Kanye West is insane. I don't think Kanye West is mentally ill. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a masterful business person, but I think he has bad information. That is to say, when he talks about, you know, Jewish media and all that stuff, he's reading stupid things and he's believing them. That doesn't mean you're insane, but it does bring you to a bad place. West 45 has faced criticism in recent weeks for his bizarre behavior, including introducing a series of shirts branded with white, white lives matter and a number of eyebrow raising comments that, that have been widely regarded as anti-Semitic. Yeah, I think he's very, very wrong about that. West made the claim about Floyd's death while giving a glowing review of Candace Owens' documentary, The Greatest Lie Ever Sold, George Floyd and the Rise of BLM. Kanye, being friends with Candace, I recommend you go hang out with the Daily Wire crew so they can help get you straight on a lot of this stuff. Because I don't think you're nuts. I think Kanye West hears from people and reads from, reads from people and he gets bad information. And then, he, and then he, he needs someone to break this down for him. They hit Floyd with fentanyl. If you look, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like, like that. They said he screamed for his mama. Mama was his girlfriend. It's in the documentary. He's not, that, that's, 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 that's not incorrect. It's in the documentary. They point that out. They mentioned that in the, in the criminal proceedings. Mama was his girlfriend. That's crazy. You know what the craziest thing is? The, the prosecution in the, in the Chauvin trial the prosecution's own witness argued that Derek Chauvin was was entitled by police, by, by law and policy to use more force than he did. He was actually restrained. That doesn't mean I'm happy what happened. No, of course not. I think what uh, what Chauvin did contributed. I think fentanyl played the bigger role. I think George Floyd was resisting, saying, get me out of the car, get me out of the car, put me on the ground, put me on the ground. And they did. But Chauvin, when he approached the vehicle, according to the prosecution's own witness, Based on the resisting arrest, the size of Floyd and what was going on, he said Chauvin could have used a taser, but chose not to, to use lesser force. And they still got him? That's the, that's the arrow we're in, ladies and gentlemen. You better get out of cities. Because you fart, and they'll claim that you introduced noxious gas to kill someone, and then you go to prison. That's the reality of where, we at, where, where we're at. Dr. Andrew Baker, Hennepin County's chief medical examiner, said Floyd died after police subdual restraint and neck compression caused his heart and lungs to stop. He said heart disease and drug use were factors, but not the top line cause. I actually think that's kind of fair. I do. The issue is, if he was on fentanyl and he had a heart disease, would he have died? The question here is, if you trust the, the county, as well as I say, it's fair. I'm not saying it's absolute. It's fair because he may have lived. He may have survived that. But being on the ground with the knee, not just on, it wasn't so much on his neck, but on his chest, making it harder to breathe. Probably did it. That probably did it. You know, it's like, I'll put it this way. The straw that broke the camel's back. If the camel is carrying all the straw and it's moving and it's getting and it's not collapsing, then you can't blame the straw, although it's a factor, right? It's that last piece, that last pebble, that last straw and the straw... The camel goes down, and then you say it was that last straw that did it. I guess what I'm trying to say is Floyd may have been able to survive taking all that fentanyl and all those drugs, but when you combine it with the, the, the knee on the back and the neck, then you get death. You get it? 
it's it's fair to say what I mean is the neck may have not been it may have been only a one percent factor, but it was the final it was the final move like Floyd could have survived. You get the point. You, get, you see what I'm trying to say. West ranted in his drinks champs interview. Could you even really run this interview? Because Mav didn't run my interview. You know what I'm saying? They blocked me out. The Jewish media blocked me out. This ish lit, right? Bro, calm down, man. Someone needs to have a conversation about this and explain to him that just because there's a dude who runs a company who's Jewish doesn't mean it is a Jewish thing. That's what that's that's the problem, right? Because you could argue semantically. It's like, okay, a media company run by a Jewish guy is Jewish media. But the problem is the idea it creates is that there's a cabal. Bro, the cabal is not Jewish people. We had a guy on the show the other day. He was Jewish. And he's just like uh, Andrew Gold, I think it was. And it's just like, he's just like a podcaster, dude. Like there's no, like he said, he made a really funny point. He was like, sometimes I see these things, these conspiracy theories, and I wonder, did I miss it? Like, am I the one being shut out? Like I'm in media, like where are they to help me do this? Bro, they say on Wednesday was announced West interview of the shop would not air. The show's co-host Maverick Carter said in a statement that the reason it was pulled is because West used to reiterate more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes. Carter's usual co-host LeBron James was not present for the taping. All right, man. Well, they ran this one. I think Candace got, has got to get uh, Kanye on the air and she's got to talk to him and bring on Ben Shapiro and have Ben just be like, come on, dude. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Outrage and calls for a boycott of Ulta Beauty. And now, as an aside, Estee Lauder. The Ulta Beauty boycott comes as a new podcast was released by the beauty company called The Beauty Of. This episode was The Beauty Of Girlhood, hosted by two adult males, one gender fluid and one transgender male. This resulted in many women saying it was woman face, it was offensive, and it has more to do with the individual this Dylan Mulvaney than it does, I think, for the most part, transgender individuals doing the podcast in general. And what I mean by that is Dylan Mulvaney is seen as being extremely offensive to women because it's not just a trans person. It's someone who has been accused of overhyping and mocking what it is that women go through with their lives. So there's a few videos that have gone viral. One, where Dylan Mulvaney is running around uh, in, in a forest or like in, in a field going like, I'm a girl and trees love them, uh, logs love them. And it's not like a thing that women actually do. Uh, that's the complaint. The complaint is that what Dylan is basically doing is creating a cartoon version of a woman who is really, really, I don't know what the right word is, but... Um, excessive. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like Bugs Bunny is two rabbits. That's what they accuse Dylan Mulvaney of being. And now they're calling for a boycott. I do think there is something inherently odd about complaining about mansplaining for 10 years, which is when men tell women, you know, you know, what mansplaining is right. It's like a guy will explain something to a woman that a woman already knows. Isn't that this thing? I mean, look, you have two males by all means, they're in their, their rights and more power to them to come out and be whatever they want to be. But isn't this like an affront to the social justice crowd that you have two adult males with no females present talking about the beauty of girlhood? And it's all from this outsider perspective. One of the big complaints, there's a lot of complaints about Dylan Mulvaney, is that the individual 
made uh, videos about carrying around copious amounts of tampons and then referred to genitals, female genitals as Barbie pouches, something that this individual doesn't have. So, okay, let's try and get through this story and I'll break it down for you. But there's a lot going on here. Now there's a call for a boycott of Estee Lauder for the same reason. But I can give you the real simple reason as to why this is all happening. Market expansion. It has nothing to do with trans people. It has nothing to do with men or women. It has everything to do with selling products to a larger market share. I'll get into that, but let's read the news first. From TMZ, Ulta Beauty tried promoting inclusivity by posting a clip of a transgender woman discussing femininity, but the internet doesn't seem to be having it, now calling for a boycott. The company promoted a new digital campaign they're running called The Beauty Of, their latest entry being about girlhood, hosted by influencer Dylan Mulvaney, no, 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 guest starring. The host is actually uh, 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 David Lopez. They say hosted by Dylan Mulvaney, who's trans and gender fluid celeb hairstylist David Lopez, sitting down podcast style for the trip for the chat. Let me let me play a clip of this for you so you can you can hear. Now I know I can find love. I know I can still be a performer. I know that I can have a family. I want to be a mom one day. And I absolutely can. And that's why the narrative still has a long way to go, because when I was grieving boy Dylan, I didn't know those things were even accessible to me. Now so I that's know. just one component. And, and of course, this is the clip that's resulted in a major ratio and calls for a boycott. In the promo clip from Thursday, Dylan is briefly heard discussing things she feels are, are still accessible to her as a trans woman, including being able to find love, still being, being a performer and having a family, being a mother, all of which she believes she can totally do. It's part of a longer video that's up on their YouTube page in which Dylan goes into detail about her recent transition and roots, apparently growing up in a super conservative family and detailing how she came to find inner beauty and the guts to show it off publicly. The reason I think a lot of people are offended by Dylan Mulvaney explicitly and not someone like Blair White, for instance, is that Dylan Mulvaney is accused of acting in a way that would be like an onion video. And, and, and uh, uh, look, I think people can act however they want, but I want to put it this way. The Onion put out a video where it's like, okay, hold on, rewind. Like 10 years ago, a video went viral and it was called like five hours of walking through New York as a woman. And it was a woman walking down the street. Someone in front of her had a camera, uh, had a backpack with a camera in it. And guys were walking up to her and being like, what's up, girl? And things like that. The video went crazy viral. And I guess the idea was to show men what women go through because men don't get it. Although many accused the video of being kind of silly because there was a part where like a guy's on the phone and he walks past her and he's like, yeah, nice. And it's like, he's clearly not talking to her, but they really hammed it up. But anyway, yeah, I, you know, I think it's fair to point out that women probably get a lot of that stuff. In response to this, The Onion made a video called Five Hours, or was it like 10 hours? I don't know, of walking through New York as a man. In this video, people are cheering for the guy. Someone hands him a crown. Someone throws him a football. People lift him up and they're cheering for him. And it was considered a joke. That's what people have accused Dylan Mulvaney of, do, of, of doing with, with, with many of these videos, notably the one where Dylan is just prancing through a field and then it's like, oh, no, a bug and like falls down. People are offended by that because there are many. Um, what, what's the word? Is it entomologists? Is that the right word? Or is it etymologists? Ent entomologists, I think, a study of insects. Like there are women who work in the wilderness. There are women who are. So what they see here is someone over like like mocking women, basically. You know what I mean? Like imagine if you dressed up like a, a, a black person, like blackface, and then went around talking about eating fried chicken. It's deeply, deeply offensive. And it's just not OK. 
That's what they're claiming Dylan Mulvaney is actually doing and getting away with it. Notably, when Dylan Mulvaney referred to women's private parts as their Barbie pouch and joked about having to carry around a bunch of menstrual products that Dylan had said didn't use. So that's 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 the issue right here. People are like, this person is like, I guess they view Dylan as not really a trans person, but as someone who's mocking them, like insulting them and getting away with it. And I brought up Blair White for a reason, because Blair White does get a lot of hate, but more so for conservative politics. Like conservatives actually like Blair White, not all of them, obviously, because not, not many conservatives don't like the, the idea of transgender, uh, transgenderism. But a lot of people who don't like Dylan Mulvaney will or do like Blair White. So the, the issue here is not being trans. It is the attitude and the insulting demeanor, which they uh, accuse Dylan of, of, of doing. They say the problem, some say Dylan and Ulta by extension is appropriating womanhood and simply wearing it as a costume, which is pissing off a good amount of folks who are up in arms about about this and swearing to never buy Ulta products. Again, some personal friends of mine have outright said they've shut, they're not going to buy Ulta. Several people are bashing Ulta and Dylan saying things like she's actually a man and other hurtful remarks to which Ulta is asking for dignity and empathy. A line they're repeating in the comments is, at Ulta Beauty, we believe that beauty is for everyone, and we kindly request that everyone be treated with the respect of our channels. We don't, look, we don't tolerate transracialism, but we do tolerate transgenderism. And there is a question there. Now, this, this issue came up years ago because there was a psychologist, or I think it was a psychologist, who broke down transracial and transgender and the symptoms, and they were very, very much the same. The argument put forward by many people was that if you're white and you don't actually have any black ancestry, you're not like the the trans is not inherent to you. Whereas someone who is male or female and feels that they're actually the other gender or sex, that's actually DNA within your body. And and that is. No, no, hold on. I guess females. Well, actually, I don't know. Look, don't ask me. I'm not an expert. If you're female, you don't actually have the Y chromosome. But if you're male, you actually have the X chromosome. So I don't know, man. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on psychology and know how any of this stuff plays out. All I can tell you is what people are expressing and how they feel about this. And people are basically stating that what Dylan Mulvaney does is woman face. It would be akin to painting your face black and then joking about, you know, fried chicken or something. There are, you know, there are transracial people like Rachel Dolezal. Nobody, nobody tolerates that stuff, transracialism. But I'm wondering, you know, how long until that becomes, uh, becomes something. Ulta is also saying they believe beauty has no boundaries, but it seems some of the comments are in fact crossing the line because there are several hidden replies. Ulta has also officially responded, quote, we believe beauty is for everyone. And while we recognize some conversations we host will challenge perspectives and opinions, we believe constructive dialogue is one important way to move beauty forward. The intersectionality of gender identity is nuanced, something David and Dylan acknowledged, acknowledged themselves within the episode. Regardless of how someone identifies, they deserve our respect. Well, uh, no, I'm going to pause right there and say respect is, is earned, not deserved. So if, if Dylan does something that I think is worthy of respect, then by all means, Dylan is, is deserved of it. The question is, has Dylan done something that is worthy of respect? Well, that's up to you, I suppose. But I want to tell you exactly why Ulta Beauty is doing this. And it's actually quite simple. I didn't want to do this. I don't, I don't care to do a segment where people are complaining about boycotting something because of a trans person or anything like that. There are people who don't like Dylan Mulvaney. I get it. It's two males hosting a podcast on girlhood. Many people found that offensive. 
I'll tell you what this is really about. And the reason why I find this interesting, market share. That's it. Bottom line, market share. So I host a podcast and a talk show, and I have on this channel like 1.1 something million subscribers. The Tim Pool channel has like 1.3 million, and Timcast IRL has one point, I think almost 1.4 million. And, you know, I think to myself, man, we work hard every day. I work about 16 hours every day. I, I, I work very, very hard. I have, I have very little time for anything, and, and it's rough. It is. But why is it that there are other channels that have so many more subscribers and do such less work? It can be frustrating, can it? Well, you know, I got to be honest. For me, I just do my thing. I've always just done my thing. I make content. The reality is market share. What is the market share for middle of the road politics? Small. That's a reality. Leftist podcasts, 5, 10 million subscribers. Famous comedians doing podcasts, 5, 10 million subscribers. Staunch conservatives, 5, 10 million subscribers. Middle of the road, centrist, libertarian-ish, about a million. That's the market share. It's a lot harder to grow channels that don't just outright pander to whichever side. I'll give you an example. We'll throw some criticism around. around. You will spin it around in a big circle for everybody. You get someone like Hassan Piker, the biggest leftist streamer, huge, millions of dollars. He did a, a video analyzing a song that I made. He was insulting towards it. Not the worst. He did say some. He's like, ah, you know, that's great. But then he said, no, he doesn't get it and was just overall negative in his opinion. His followers said things like, oh, no, I really liked that song. I didn't realize it was Tim Pool. Hassan reviewed a song that has millions of views. And, and actually, another really good example, um, Only Ever Wanted, the song we put out, I think this was in August. Was it in August or was it September? I can't remember. Wow. Maybe it was September. <laughs> we put it out. It charted on rock alternative and rock and alternative. It charted on uh, top digital sales. So it did really, really well. It got like a million something views. And uh, uh, for the first, you know, second single we released chart, it was actually great. They write articles saying it's bad. That's left tribalism. There's a big market share for it. It doesn't matter if your product is good or bad. They are going to buy it, and it's massive. On the right, you have pander, say whatever, you know, agree with Trump, pander to all that stuff, and you will go far. It's not entirely the same on the right, mind you. You have more dissenting opinions and a, more, and a, and a tolerance towards accepting of those di dissenting opinions, which gives you a bigger variety. But one example that I'll use is Candace Owens. I like Candace Owens. Uh, I know her, and I think she's really great. My, my opinion of her uh, was good, and then I met her and went on her show, and it went to fantastic. However, criticism where it's due. Donald Trump came out and said that it should be a crime to burn the American flag. Candace Owens agreed with him. I think that's pandering. Now, maybe she agrees, but I think it is free speech. If you own a, a flag and you can safely burn it, fine by me. What I don't agree with is when people burn flags in the middle of the street. The issue here is market share. If you're a conservative, there's a big conservative base. I get ragged on all the time by the diehard Trump supporters. They don't like me. A lot of a lot of core Trump supporters do. They do like Tim Cast, Tim Cast IRL. But the staunchest of Trump supporters go to go to Patriots.win. Not fans. But hey, you know, they're allowed to. And we tolerate that. On the left, they'll just hate me no matter what I do because it's, it's that's the market. This is what Ulta is doing. The business executives came down and said, who are we selling our products to? And they said, post-menopausal women, market share goes down. Later in life, women, they're probably going to buy makeup less, maybe wear less. Younger girls, 
probably not buying all that much. It's really going to be that 18 to 54 key demo. And you're getting a lot of teenage girls too. And they said, but that's, that's only half the population. Someone came in and said to the executives, this is my opinion, by the way, and what happened? Guys, I'm telling you where you're missing out. Males. Males need to use makeup. So all of a sudden you see a bunch of dudes on YouTube wearing makeup, whether they're trans or not. Some are gay men, some are just gender fluid, and some are trans. All of a sudden you have males who are like, we need to wear makeup. This massively increases beauty product market share. So why are they doing this show with two males talking about girlhood? They want to sell more product. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you capitalism, maximizing that market share. It's brilliant. Now, they will probably lose less customers than they will gain from any boycott. So they don't care about you when you're angry. Now, we also have, I think we've got women face trending. We've got this one. So right now, Boycott Estee Lauder is trending alongside Boycott Ulta Beauty. This person said, first Ulta Beauty, now this. Why are these makeup companies obsessed with men dressing up as women? As a woman myself, this is disgusting. I'm boycotting Estee Lauder and Ulta Beauty. Market share. Someone responded, anyone can wear makeup, Kayla. And that's true. In order to actually sell to men, you need a culture of males who wear makeup. So what do these companies do? Lean heavily into transgender ideology. So this is what I'm telling all of the conservatives. I said this before. The future is going to be probably a bit more libertarian, but there's going to be tons of trans stuff for a variety of reasons. Capitalism being one of them. Major corporations will pump as much money as possible into promoting TV shows and culture that encourage males to also wear makeup. And this definitely does. Non-binary, gender fluid, all of it. Wear makeup. They're going to sell more of it. But it's good across the board for everybody. Look, what do guys wear? I'm sure like you could probably picture a guy in your head. He probably wears the same thing every day, doesn't even care about making himself look good, just throws a hat on or something every single day. It's going to be jeans and probably like a raglan t-shirt, probably the same clothes. Now, if you're a clothing manufacturer, you're looking at this dude and he's wearing like a beanie, a raglan and jeans. And you're like, this guy wears the same thing every day. We can't sell anything to him. So what do you do? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where they can go in terms of expanding market share is they got women and women wear different. They got a bunch of different clothing where they have skirts, jeans, shorts, dresses, pantsuits, whatever. They got women have like shirts that like I don't even understand. Like there's that shirt where like doesn't even go over your shoulder. And like then they have like tank tops and then they have like sports bras and like you see women going around, they, they ever, it's always something different. Guys, they have like short sleeve, long sleeve. No, no, no. The big thing for guys is whether it's a V-neck or not. And V-necks, mm, don't wear it. Typically, guys just wear T-shirts. That's it. T-shirt and jeans. Easy enough. No variety. So what do they sell, guys? 
T-shirts with logos on it. That's about it, I guess. Well, if you can convince males to start wearing uh, different kinds of clothes, then you will massively increase your market share. And that's why this is what you are going to see. There is nothing that's going to change this. Woman face is trending because people are deeply offended by this. Women mostly. Actually, no, I think women and guys are. One person tweeted, these are not girls or women. These are grown biological men. And this is mental illness. These companies that primarily rely on biological women keep trying to erase us. Don't you get it? Megapint Molly on Twitter with 190 retweets. They don't want to rely on you. They want everyone to buy their product. So call it whatever you want. A male that wants to wear makeup will be a valuable customer of Ulta Beauty. And I will tell you right now, there's certainly not enough trending boycott Ulta that's going to have an impact on this. So you will find with major corporations dumping money into promotional stuff like this, you will, the, the, the boycotts won't work. In the end, I ask you this, how many people actually care? The average woman doesn't care that people are upset about trans people. The average woman is going to say, I just need number 121 uh, foundation or whatever. And then they're going to put it on their face and they're going to be like, I don't know. I need foundation. Then as Ulta starts targeting the trans community and the gender non-binary community, and they start going to younger people saying, hey, you can wear makeup too. These people are going to choose to or choose not to. But at any rate, if they choose not to, they weren't buying the product. Anyway, the end result is Ulta will make more money. So by all means, you can criticize it. You can call it out. But in the end, it is an expansion of market share. Now, I understand the arguments. When you look at someone like Dylan Mulvaney, you know, this is this is an individual who is being accused of producing what is essentially a, a uh, what, what people are saying is a mockery of womanhood. There's viral videos of carrying around tampons and opening them up and then mocking them. That's what people are saying. They find it deeply offensive. I get it, man. I get it. I don't have the answers to this stuff. I can only tell you this. I think people should be allowed to do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting other people. I think uh, more power to Dylan Mulvaney. Be who you are, Dylan. More power to you. Do your shows. If you don't like a podcast, don't watch it. If you don't like a product, don't buy it. And more importantly, if you're concerned about where culture is going, it is simple. Speak out and build culture challenging or presenting what you think is better. And that's that's the reality. But I don't know, man, I don't know if I don't I don't know if there's anything you can do about this. Right. For the people who are upset, look, culture will change. If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's the reality. So what do you do? I think the issue is uh, parents homeschool your kids. Make sure you know what they're reading and watching. Don't give your kids cell phones. It's that simple. And then to everybody else, hey man, do your thing, I guess. I'll do mine. I'll mind my own business. I don't care if people want to have their own podcast and talk about stuff, but I understand why they're angry. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.